amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Blog Talk Radio. We ain't nothing but some true John G. We ain't nothing but some G's. G's on the podcast. Instead of different seven, swing and three, swing and three. Boxing in the building. Got a whole lot of shit going on in boxing this week. Whole lot to catch up on. Man, so much, so much. December 10th, here we are. Hopefully, everybody has had a good weekend. Getting the holiday shit out the way. I know how it might be for some of the fellas out there. Stay on top of your game, people. Stay on top of your game. But man, whole lot of things in boxing to get to. We've had so many big fights. One that should have been a big fight. A big guy in a fight like Luis King Kong Ortiz. A whole lot of stuff to cover because it's it's going down. Setting up pretty big for next year coming up. But I got to holler at my man D. Willow Wilson and see what's going on. I know he was uh, as much into it as we all were yesterday. And uh, D. Willow, what's happening, man? Are you, staying cold? Are you staying cool out there with the snow y'all got going on? Over here in California, we got crazy fires, and you guys got snowing in Texas. That's crazy. How you doing out there, man? Snowing? Oh, uh, man. Hey, what's up, R.C., man? Uh, glad, to, uh, glad to hear you're alive, man, and you're breathing well. I don't hear any, um, any, anything sounds like anything is wrong with your lungs, so I guess you're not that close to the fire. I guess it's a little more north than you are, right? It's in the um, yes, it's sir. fire out there in Santa Barbara. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. A little bit North north Bay area. Should, yeah, around that area. That shit looks crazy, man. Um, but, yeah, fortunately, I'm okay where I'm at right now. We're still getting some of the uh, air coming through. But um, it's not as bad as it is out there. So we're doing all right, though. It's just kind of crazy, everything that's happening. We always have wildfires in California. It's just, I don't know, maybe the way some of these videos have been out there looking, it's looking like some end of days type shit. And the, the mountains seem like they're so close, but they're so far away. But on these videos, uh, it looks crazy, man. But, I mean, I hope you got your pimp coat on out there, man, because it's looking brick out there in Houston. I never thought, like, I, I've seen some people out there that are out there playing around in the snow, man. Do you ever remember it snowing out there, Willa? Oh, yeah, yeah, man. This is probably like my fifth snow that I've been a part of out here in Houston. And like every other time, uh, you know, it snows in the morning and then by by the daytime, boys are out there in shorts and uh, tank tops. So, you know, we're back. I think it's, uh, okay. it's a little cold now, but 
during today will be tomorrow is supposed to be back to 70 degrees, 65 degrees. So, you know, a little snow, like I said, I think the last one was in maybe 09. So it's been a while, but at 30, at 35 years of age, I think I've seen a good five days of snow out here in Houston. So, you know, it's not that crazy as everybody makes it sound, but it is something that doesn't happen that much, man. But, um, Good week of boxing, and like always, you know, I'm happy to be on here talking to it with uh, talking about boxing with my guy RC. You know, as we're the outsiders, we're the you know the the podcast champions, man. So I'm always happy to do our thing, man. You already know, man. You already know, and you said I sound like I'm in good spirits. Of course, I'm in good spirits. Everybody thought that I was going to jump off a cliff or something when I heard the show that you had put out when I was uh uh. I was busy in San Francisco working, had to get my grind on out over there, out in the Bay, all working, no play. So that's what it was. And uh, But I did tune into the show that you guys put out there, and I was like, oh, man, y'all did good, man. Y'all did good. But you were saying, I know I see out there crying somewhere. I'm, <laughs> I'm good, brother. It's all good, man. Uh, so, yeah, but uh, I'm glad you, you're doing all right. I think uh, you mentioned it about the snow. I think it snowed out here in California where I was at in uh, 96 or 97, something like that. So I only seen the snow once in my life. It, we get that uh, frost in the morning, but, you know, it, it seems like in the morning you got to put your coat on all that. But by the daytime, it ended up being about 80 degrees out here. So California's been a little bit up and down on the weather-wise. But you ain't lying about this crazy week in boxing, man. We had a whole lot to talk about, man. It was a, a fight that was supposed to be something epic. Some people mentioned you know, uh, a small portion mentioned the possibility of a pay-per-view with Lomachenko and Rigo or something like that. But no matter what, even if it was on HBO, uh, it, it, it was a fight that people really got uh, hooked up with for ESPN. It, it, it didn't really work out the way you would want it to in a, a fight with the standards that it just was put out to be on. It seemed like a fight that was on a pedestal up there with some of the greats high technical fight between two guys. Obviously, the size advantage, it was out there. And we knew that coming in. Rigo had the card stacked against him. We know that. And he was talking a whole lot of mess on social media about all this stuff that he's going to do. I told you, Willa, let the people know that I got Lomachenko winning by bully tactics. And for the most part, I wouldn't say he was bullying him. The only time he did bully him was when Rigo would try and hold him, and Lomachenko had a, a pretty good game plan as far as breaking off of Rigo whenever he tried to uh, get a hold on him. So he did good for that. He really, you could tell he worked on that in his camp. It was a part he wasn't going to let happen. And, you know, from his efforts, Rigo got a point deducted for doing such tactics. So hats off to that. He did a good job game planning for Rigo there. But for the most part, the way the first round looked was the way I thought the entire fight was going to look as far as uh, a little bit back and forth, 150 to 150. But, um, you know, Rigo, he really didn't um, – he didn't do anything that i seen that had me thinking he wanted to win the fight. Going through the motions somewhat. But a fight that really let the people down because it, it it put a stain it put a stain on them. Uh, that's a some, that's type of a I don't know if we ever see Rigo fight again, but that's the type of thing that could tarnish your legacy, tarnish your career. We all know about the no mas, 
those fights go down in history. And then your boy Villa, Baselo Machenko, they're they're already talking about him being Nomaschenko. Man, Willa, what do you think about this fight that happened, bro? This was this was madness yesterday. I thought it was going to be the opposite of why I'm shocked. I thought it was going to be a great fight. Then then turn out to be that way, in my opinion. What do you think, my man? Man, let me. I'm a. I'm gonna break it down, man. I'm gonna break it down for you, my night. You know, um, I was attending a Christmas party. Very excited. I'm telling everybody that, hey, man, there's about to be a fight on. It's about to be crazy. We need to watch this going down. Then I started sipping. Next thing you know, we're on 100 proof um, spice rum, and I'm getting a little woozy. Come, Come fight time. You know, I'm getting a little woozy. So I look, looking at, uh, you know, yeah, I'm feeling myself. I'm looking at the fight, and it's very boring at the beginning. And I go to sleep, man. No doubt. I went to sleep on the fight, <laughs> first two rounds. I woke Ooh. up, you know, but I turned my phone off, you know. I felt like I was going to go to sleep. I turned my phone off. I'm like, I'm going to go to sleep. I'm turning my phone off. I don't want to hear I don't want to hear anything from anybody. Just wanted to see. I'm going to wake up in the morning and watch it. So that's what I did. I got up, watched it. Okay. I watched it on um on, on something that had like it was on some kind of bootleg thing, so they didn't have the the um comment the commentators playing in the background. Um just had some music, some like EDM okay. music. So I'm watching this and I'm looking oh, and I'm like, What the what the hell is going on? I'm watching this fight, like, okay, what's going on here? I'm looking. I'm like, All right, Rigandow isn't doing anything. Lomachenko, he's moving around, but he's not really doing anything. You know, Lomachenko got some, it looked like Lomachenko was hitting him with pillow, a lot of pillow punches when, you know, Rigondeaux would squat down and just, like, stand there and just get hit in the head with, like, three little pats. Um, Rigondeaux was locking, like, locked up, trying to hold his arms in. I don't know what the hell was going on. You know what I'm saying? And, oh, man. and that's just how I felt. And then when he didn't come out, I'm like, what the hell just happened? It was crazy. And the first thing I went to was he got paid off. And, you know, and it ain't because, you know, like I said, it's, I picked Rigondeaux to win, you know, because I thought he was going to fight. And he didn't fight. And so, you know, people are like, well, you're doing, you're saying that because Rigondeaux lost and that's your guy. He's not really my guy. I just picked him to win. And he didn't fight. And then, I, you know, you look into the background, you see this guy, you know, he was getting, he took 400000 for this fight, the biggest fight of his career. He got paid $400,000 for Um yep. He quit in the sixth, uh, going into the seventh. To me, it looks like Rigondeaux, like seriously, you know, when you, when you, when you sit back and you look at his tweets and his IGs, I think it was mostly tweets. When you sit back and look at his tweets and everything, you listen to what he's saying. He's saying he's fighting Aaron. He's not just fighting Lomachenko. He's fighting top rank. Yeah. And I. I think Rigondeaux last night, really, even and he's a hoe. 
And I don't know if he would have won, if he would have fought or not. Yep. In fact, he's a hoe. So Lomachenko gets all credit for this win. That's what I'm going to, you know, I'm going to start it off by saying Lomachenko gets all credit for this win. But to me. Not that much credit, but. Yeah, he doesn't. No, no, no. He gets credit for the win. Not yet. He doesn't get. Yeah. Now, I, I, I'm going to say that, yeah, we're going to talk about that, how much credit he gets. But as far as the fight. Right, right. It looked like, to me, Riggin Dow took his 400K and put it on the six-round knockout. So he made that 400K, which, you know, after paying everybody, Riggin Dow might have got, might get $120,000 for that fight. The biggest fight of his career. For a man that says he was fighting top rank, a man that has been held down by top rank, a man who doesn't think he's getting his just due, a man who's at the end of his career, I think he took the dive. He didn't want to take a dive, but I think he turned that 400K into probably five mil with that six-round KO. And, you know, yeah. people are, you know, everybody talks crazy like, oh, blah, blah, and, we're, and, and they act like we're not talking about boxing. You know, we see bull, we see crazy shit happen in boxing all the time. But when you say it, when you say something crazy happens against their boxer, it's like, oh, let's not talk conspiracies. But we see conspiracies all the time in boxing. You know what I'm saying? Oh, we sorry. saw Jeff Horn rob yeah. Pacquiao. We've seen Bradley rob Pacquiao. We've seen guys lose that aren't supposed to lose. We've seen all kinds of stuff. So it, it is a far fetched for me. After seeing what we saw last night, crap, I was more embarrassed that guy, I woke up in the morning and guys were like, damn, you told me that fight was supposed to be good. It's like, yeah, I thought it was going to be good. It was crazy. Yeah. So, you know, that's how I feel, man. You know, I know people are like, you know, they don't say you don't want to give Lomo credit, but Lomachenko didn't do anything. There was nothing done in that fight. I saw no matrix. I saw no power. I saw, you know, I just saw a guy hugging, ducking, and quitting. That's what I saw. Yeah, I mean, I'm not one to judge you by that, brother, because, look, man, the way it looked last night, it, we didn't really see that from Rigo. In fact, his last fight, he came out aggressive because of the system that he's been fighting, trying to get his name put out there even further. But it seems like Rigondeaux is one of those guys that I mean, it doesn't even seem that way. He has been held down by top rank and other corporations at that. Um, he, he, he's uh, other promoters. And, uh, but, you know, that's why I feel like personally, in my opinion, I think that real boxing fans were the ones that were pulling for Rigo because we've known about everything that this guy's gone through. Given the talent and everything that he's has put together over his career, I mean, the man's skills didn't lie. You know, he was uh, one of those guys that never got the full credit that he deserved, but everybody knew that he was the real deal when, when it came to pound for pound rankings and all that sort of stuff. If he wasn't in your top three, um, you know, right there behind uh, Andre Ward and Floyd Mayweather, uh, I, I don't know who you would have there. Just for the most part, a lot of people were not sold on rigging down. It seems like to me that we're witnessing a new triple G with uh, Lomachenko, not to say anything bad about the guy, because he does have skills. He's a good fighter. Um, you know, he was doing his thing yesterday. But, and I, I, know I wasn't too impressed by it because 
I'm with you. I feel like Rigondeaux, you know, a guy at the end of his career, didn't get a chance to make the money he wanted to make in this sport. Let's say, hey, man, you know, this is my last hoorah. Always wanted to get to this stage. And, you know, basically he jobbed himself out, which he is a hoe for that because she had a lot of people believing, like, all right, man, you know, we all know about the snakes that have been holding Rigo down. And, you know, he, he's going to fight the establishment. He's going to beat Bob Arum again, just like he did with Donito Donari. And it's like, I kind of expected that a little bit. I was hoping for it, actually. wasn't expecting it. I was hoping for that to happen. Like I told you, yeah, I, I picked Lomachenko to win this fight. I, I wasn't happy about that because I felt like when it came to the skills in itself, Rigondeaux on another level when he's on his shit. We've seen Rigo get hurt get dropped multiple times and still get up. He didn't take no damage yesterday. There was nothing that happened to him. He never got stunned to a certain point or anything like that. Like, you know what I mean? He, for him to quit the way he quit, it just, it, it, it'll, uh, it, it'll tarnish his career for the rest of, of all time in boxing. He, he's going to be that guy that, you know, he was so great, but what happened to him in the end? Well, it's a, it's a, it's a shit oh, thing on his career. That's the thing. It's the question is now, was he great? You know, these guys, I always give a hard time to these UK brothers. But these Cuban Uh-oh. motherfuckers, they're very they're close. They're very close. These Cuban guys are very close to you the UK another, brothers. We got, you got, we've another, got a you got, another, you got some more guys on the hit list? Yeah, I, I mean, I think so. We've seen, you know, we've got it's like they have no heart. We haven't seen anybody, a Cuban, I mean, Gamboa sort of has heart. You know what I'm saying? He'll go out on the shield. He'll go out in the box. But everybody else, they're not, they're heartless. You know, Laura, he's got Canelo beat, but instead of putting in, showing some heart and grit, he runs around, he loses. Rigandau, he just sells out. I think he sold out. That's heartless too. You know, then you got the one guy, just the fat guy I'm sure we'll talk about. He's using steroids trying to dodge fighters. He, he's going to get lucky, <laughs> lucky that he's getting blessed again. But it's like, you know, these UK yeah, brothers, I mean, the UK <laughs> brothers are having to run for their money. These Cuban guys, I don't know. It's like, what are these, what's up, man? So, you know, these are, this is what, this is what um, I had. These are my points that I had after the fight. This is what I came up with. So, of, of course, I believe that, to me, could be wrong, but I believe that Rigondeaux had money on the six-round KO. Um, or he I also, briefcases. What? Or the briefcase. Yeah, or the briefcase. Yeah, one, he, has, he got something, something. But I think I want to give him a little more credit and just say he did it on himself. You know, that's me giving him a little more credit than he probably Deserve. He probably just got the briefcase to take the dive. Um, yeah, and I think yeah. I think Salido, just on the real quick tangent, I think Salido got the briefcase too, but didn't follow the rules. That's why he never got that rematch. You know, but that <laughs> yeah, but that's something on the that, that's something else. So I also figured that I also saying that these you know, these Cuban guys are giving UK brothers a uh, a, a run for their money on their whole assness especially this year. Um, I also yeah. came out that we saw no Matrix last night. We saw no Matrix. We saw Lomachenko 
has no pop whatsoever in his punches. Even when he hit ringing down 10, 10 seconds after the bell, usually I'm pretty sure that you're supposed hey, to get a point taken away. Yeah, you're supposed that to get a point taken away from that, but but they didn't. So he has no pop. Um, yeah. Also, we know that it's getting hard out here for the fans of white fighters because <laughs> looking looking at the looking at the the internet today, you would think yeah. Rocky Marciano came back from the grave and knocked out Deontay Wilder. The way these guys are hyped off a performance that was shit. That fight was shit. Lomachenko didn't do nothing in there. They're like he scored he him, he outclassed him. He was like he wasn't I didn't see any of that. I, I saw a guy that wasn't fighting. So I guess he outclassed him, but he was also getting hit. You know, maybe Riggin now did hurt his hand. I don't know. Maybe he did. I don't believe it. I think he took the I, I think he took the payday, man. So you know, what it's just crazy. Just like we're talking about your boy Kel Brook. I want to see them Rigo X rays. I want to see him with a cat. Yeah, or I don't something. believe him. Show us something. Yeah, me neither. Show us something. Me neither. Yeah, show us something, though. I don't believe him. It's not going And, down. you know, Rigo, he went out like a chump, man. And that's what, you know, that's what usually these these Cuban boxes do. They go, when it's time to when it's time to get it done, they don't get it done, man. At all. Damn. So, you know. <laughs> yeah. That was Damn. tough for me to see. And, and also, the fight was so bad. You know, last week. I was uh, talking to guys, and I even I was arguing with guys and letting them know that whoever wins this fight, they have a legitimate gripe for pound for pound best. Whoever won the fight, but the fight was just so trash that I can't give Lomachenko the nod over Bud Crawford as the pound for pound best in my book. You know what I'm saying? So. I'm with like we were I'm talking about the credit, yeah. He gets no credit from me. He gets credit, but not really. No, and I hate, no. and I hate uh, that that I'm happens with... to Lomachenko, you know, I, I, unless he's in on it. Because also, how did he have that Nomachenko? That was real quick that he came up with that. Is that something oh, yeah. that they well, already they decided? Had him, they had him rehearsing You know, how did they know? They yeah. Is he that quick on his feet? Then he's like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They call me no Stinko. Is he that quick on his feet? Or was it already All put in his head? Well, maybe he is. I'm maybe he's you. a freestyle king like Lil Flip, but I doubt it. Lil Flip. <laughs> no, um, that was something that they rehearsed, in my opinion, in the background or something that Bob Arum and Top Rank came up with to do that because, you know, call me crazy, but I – I just don't see how a guy like Lomachenko lets his, or, or um, excuse me, like Rigo lets his O go for the career that he built on. Uh, you know, he could have put the money in, uh, on that round, or he could have got the briefcases. Which, either way, he's still a punk going out the way he went out because he, the way he was acting like he was fighting the establishment, it had the hardcore boxing fans uh, really pulling for him. Um, I, I wanted him to win. I just figured Lomachenko would win based off physics. But um, and, and he definitely did have the advantage. That shit was the clearest day in there. Rigo needed a lot of space to get something off. Lomachenko not so much. But when it's all scripted like WWE, it don't matter at the end anyway. So and that's when it, I I really think it turned out to be. 
Um, you know, a guy like Rigo ended his career. Bob Aram could have came up to him talking about, you know, uh, hey, Rigo, you know, take this money and have a nice, uh, have a, uh, you know, your best to see your uh, future endeavors and all that good stuff. And Rigo, a guy who's never really seen big money like that in his entire career, well, man, you know, it could be tempting for a man going out at the end. I mean, he is 37 years of age on paper. Who knows how old he really is? Uh, not taking a jab at anybody. Los Cubanos. I'm not with Willis saying that, uh, uh, you know, all these Cubans are softer than the U.K. brothers, and we will get to that because we had a U.K. brother man down this week. But, um, you know, I just think that Rigo is a sucker for the way he went out, and um, uh, it, it really is a damn shame. It's one of those fights you know, similar to uh, uh, a few big fights we can name in recent history that we thought were going to be uh, better fights than they turned out to be. This is one that had a whole lot of hype going behind it. It obviously did not live up to the hype. And uh, Rigandau, for what it's worth, you know, uh, I don't know. Let's just assume that Lomachenko is that damn good and there was no conspiracy to it at all or anything like that, Rigo betting on himself, anything. What's the probability of him, the way he's, you know, took some damage to other fighters and whatnot, but to make guys like Nicholas Walters quit and to make um, Gamma Rigondeaux quit. Those are two fights that were expected to be big, high-level fights with Lomachenko, but they ended up turning out to be uh, basically what we saw last night. And, you know, I, I, I don't know if I said this on uh, the archives, but I was a little uh, – my eyebrow was raised. My, my skeptical eyebrow was raised when the Walters fight had ended because he seemed just a little too happy for my liking to quit a fight. A uh, guy that was undefeated let his O go, and to be complaining about, you know, inactivity being the reason why he lost the fight. But I, I don't know. I haven't kept up with his career. But he was so happy as hell. I, He was very happy at the end of that fight. You remember that, like he, he was like, yeah, he was very happy at the end yeah, of that fight. And, and, you know, talk about another guy who, where if you throw some money at his face, who hasn't seen nothing like that, you tell me they're going to say no? I know we're all noble men at the end of the day. You know, Conor McGregor, he was the guy who, with the woman he's had his child with right now, would say that this woman was always there for him when he was in his, his struggle of struggle, getting food stamps and all that stuff. And now look at him, getting a $100 million payday from Floyd Mayweather. You find out he's got a side piece on him, and, you know, he's living a lifestyle. If you're going to tell me that you're going to turn down some big money you've never seen in your life, well, I'll show you a person that lies. So, hey, man. Well. Yeah, that's the thing. See, this, My- and, and here, and here's what I'd say. This is like, if Brigham, I mean, if Lomachenko is that good, like, like his fans are on his dick, saying that he, I mean, they should be. Uh, like, let let let's not kid ourselves. You know, if it was me and I was a Lomo fan, yeah, yeah, I was, I would sort of be rubbing it in too. You know, you're a fan, you're a fan. It is what it is. So. So I'm not really short throwing that shot at him like y'all don't need to be doing this. But we also got it. I'm just I'm just here to keep it real. But if he's that good like they say he is, it'll all come out. If he's that good like he says like they say he is, it we will see this. And maybe we're yeah. watching the best fighter we've ever seen in our lives with no power. Bro, if he you know, was maybe that's what we're watching. Stop, motherfuckers! If if he was this good as he thinks he is, or they say he is. Like, imagine Parnell Whitaker style. 
Imagine Floyd Mayweather. Well, we've seen how Floyd Mayweather thought, was. how come dudes didn't quit like they quit? Like Walters and Rigo both quit early, saying, well, you know, one of them blamed on inactivity, one blaming on an injury. But, I mean, I I don't understand that. It's it's crazy. And we know our top ranks like to have their top cash cow. Like uh, Lomachenko, he's already got an L on his record. So he's like the, the yeah. new Manny Pacquiao. They're putting a rocket up him and seeing how high he can fly. Yeah, and, and – Shout out to Bob Arum because he's back. He's got he's got yep. two top five, uh, top five pound for pound pound for pound boxers. Really, probably two top three pound for pound boxers in this stable. You know, so he you know Bob Arum's doing his thing, and Lomachenko is great for boxing. I just hate that we have to see Rigandau questionably go out like that to build to build this guy's resume. So, you know, Rick yep. is a hoe, lost yep. or not. He's either a hoe or he's, he was he was the overhyped guy. We were saying Lomachenko is the uh, overhyped guy. Either Rick is a hoe-ass nigga who sold out his fans, which you could be. You could be a hoe-ass nigga and a great family man and dad, and dad and all that, you know. Maybe he did that for the family. He just took his money and got out. That's what I think. Or he was overhyped, you know. So that's where, yeah, that's where I got to leave it, man. That's bad taste in my mouth. Um, but you know, Loman, it is what it is. We this is boxing. We've seen it, you know. We've seen it before. We'll yeah. see it again, and we'll just see if Lomachenko's goes the real deal, man. We'll it'll, it it all come out the wash, man. It'll all come out. Yeah, no, it's crazy, man. You got, like, a lot of the boxing fans justifying this win by Lomachenko, and a lot of those same fans wouldn't justify a win for Andre Ward moving up in weight and beating the boogeyman at light heavyweight, Sergey Kovalev, not only once but twice. You know, the first one, obviously, is, is uh, arguable with a lot of controversy surrounding in which I think Kovalev won the first fight. Other people might not think so. That's okay. But... Point, point blank being that Andre Ward moved up and in the second fight made Sergey Kovalev quit. And a lot of people didn't want to give him the same credit that they're giving credit for Lomachenko making Rigondeaux quit and making, you know, uh, Nicholas Walters quit with quotation marks. At least Sergey Kovalev took, like, some major damage. <laughs> and you could see that he quit. But for, like, for Rigo and Walters, they were both okay. They could go clubbing tonight. Uh, the same night of the fight, and they'll be all right. I'm pretty sure Rigo didn't wake up this morning with ice bags or steak on his face trying to cut the, you know, recuperate from a black eye and things like that. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he is fine. Nicholas Walters, he was ready to throw a party after the fight was over. So, um, you know, and, and Nicholas Walters hasn't fought ever since then. How is that? A guy that was complaining about inactivity being the reason why he lost to Lomachenko. And, okay, um, Sergey Kovalev, his last fight was Andre Ward. He got paid pe- he got paid peanuts. So what did he have to do? Yeah, he did quit, but he had to get back in the ring to make some goddamn money to make a living. As soon as you live a certain lifestyle, you're not just gonna you know spend the same amount of money you spent on before before you came up. So everybody has you know habits that turn into things moving forward. For a guy like um, uh, Nicholas Walters. If you were complaining about inactivity, wouldn't you want to get back in the ring quick and get some ducats? Like, I don't know how much money they paid you for your last fight, 
and how much you you stacked up or whatever. Not pocket watching nobody. I'm just saying. Sergey Kovalev complained. Well, after he quit, he got back in the ring as soon as he could, just because he had to get some money going right. We haven't seen Nicholas Walters ever since that fight. You know, and um, Rigo, will we ever see him again? Probably not. I don't think we'll ever see Rigo again. He's going to have a merry, merry Christmas. One of the briefcases I believe he received in his front doorstep. And he's going to have a really good New Year. And he's going to be a new Rigo. He don't have to worry about, you know, I'm pretty sure Rigo has been um, hitting some, some uh, checking loan spots for the last few years in boxing because he wasn't getting the kind of money he wanted to make nearly in his career. And, uh, you know, it didn't help being blackballed by a certain promoter and all that stuff. But there's just so much that goes into this whole thing that happened. And I see your point of view, Willa, as being not so off of or not so far-fetched from the fact of being that he actually did that and put money on himself. Because we knew Floyd did. We knew Floyd put money on the rounds against Connor. We all speculated it. But as soon as he said he did, that verified it all. Like, so this is boxing. It's corrupt. Dudes are going to put money on themselves if, uh, for good or for bad. And for the way that Rigo went out, oh, wait, my right hand hurts. No, no, it's my left hand. But I know I hurt a knee. Uh, I hurt one of my knees in football. And I know which one it was. I didn't forget which one it was. For Rigo, you know, there was no kind of indication of him being injured last night. He was saying that his hand was hurt, right? So, Willie, you got a hand injury. Are you just going to allow people to grab your hands and move your hands around because they were getting ready to cut the hand wraps off of him, but his hand hurt, but dudes were just grabbing him, and he had no kind of facial uh, recognition of, of him grimacing in pain or nothing like that. There was no indication of it. Example, people, outside his box, and that's how we do. Adrian Broner, when he fought Adrian Granado, was supposed to be a showcase fight for Broner. It was a tougher fight that it turned out to be. Adrian Boner didn't have as much success as he wanted to. He won the fight, but he knew he didn't win by knockout or by domination as he expected. So what did he do? He acted like he broke his hand. But when they were pulling the gloves off of Adrian Broner, he was grimacing in pain, and you actually thought that the man was hurt for a second. And he sold it pretty good, you know, because uh, I think a week or uh, about two or three weeks after when Errol Spence and them were doing an interview with Ellie Setchback, Adrian Brown was eating popcorn with that hand that he said he broke, just chilling. So there was no sort of indication going from Gamble Rigondeaux that he was hurt. If somebody hurt, if my hands hurt, nobody's going to be grabbing my hand, moving it a certain way, jerking it like we're going to cut this off right here. None of that shit. Like, y'all ain't touching me, man. Get the fuck back. So uh, it's not going down that way. And Rigondeaux, unless I see some some goddamn x-rays and, like, yo, oh, shit, he broke something, and he had no kind of, like, facial reaction to any of that. Yo, he's got to be a tough dude to to not have any fucking, you know, any kind of glimpse of him being in pain. I just don't think that happened. I think that he got some briefcase coming through. And he's going to live nice after that. So that's that's just where I am with it, Willis. So I feel where you're coming from, man. Yeah, tough dudes don't uh, quit from pillow shots. So, fuck out of here, man. But, yeah, we got that boy Janelle's on, man. Just, uh, I don't know if you got, we got Janelle waiting. A couple more callers before we get to that next topic. Okay, yeah. Let's check them out, Willow. We, we don't want to beat a dead horse, so let's see what everybody else got to say. They might think we crazier than shit right now. But let, let's, let's go to them. All right, all right. I think this is, of course, this is my man Janelle. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. 
we forgot. You know, Janelle has his, his own thing now. He's got his own in- intro. So let's bring in my man. Get on, move From NY. My man Janelle. Judges scored this about 29, 28. Your winner by split decision from the red corner, Janelle Parkinson. Yeah. Janelle, what's poppin'? What's going on, man? How y'all doing? Uh, so we was talking about the fight from last doing night. Good, doing good, um, I mean, yeah, I mean, I mean, it's like I said, I mean. I actually saw Loma win the fight, and I mean, I'm mean, ringing down. I was 37, moving up two weight classes, fighting a guy bigger, stronger, faster, quicker, more agile. His body's in the prime of his career. I mean, I just, I just, you know, I don't know. If people say it about how Wigando didn't have, um, he didn't have um, too many grueling matches, so he's not 30, so his age won't be a matter. It doesn't matter. I mean, I mean, 37 years old. I mean, your body's 37. It is what it is. And not to mention all the strenuous training, because training is always harder than the fight itself. You know what I mean? All the all the training you do, all the road work you do, that's always more harder than the fight itself. You know what I mean? And you know what I mean, so it's like, hey, man, I just and not to mention, man, Loma was way uh, just too big. He was too big. He was he was too big, and also style was. I think he was more superior than Rigondeaux as well. I'm not buying the whole fixed thing. I think Rigondeaux was just overwhelmed. He had no answers, and he mentally faded. It's like Hopkins with Kawasaki. I mean, he mentally faded. That's why he faked the low blow. He mentally faded. I mean, no Hopkins didn't quit the whole fight like Rigano did, but he, yeah, he, didn't he sort fade. of gave up for the first time in his career. He gave up. No he faked the low blow. But fade, huh? fade means you go from a point. Fade means you go from a point and you decrease. He never started. He didn't do anything. I can understand. Yeah, it's because he couldn't. He didn't no because he couldn't. It's because he, he couldn't do anything. He couldn't do anything. Either. But he didn't take huh? any damage. He didn't. Yes, he, he did. Didn't yes, take, he, did. he didn't get hit. Okay, when? I'm not severe power shots, but see, look, check, check, check. If you're fighting a defender, I love Chico, He fought very smart. He did not load up because if he loaded up, he would have missed. A, he would have missed a lot. You know, I mean, I mean, he, he missed a lot. Up. It was just, huh? He did. Miss he would have missed way. He would have missed way more if he was loading up. He didn't load. He didn't load up. And that was smart of him to do because if he would have loaded up, man, he would have been, you know what I'm saying, so he would have been out of position and then Rigging out would have countered him a lot easier. And so now he just didn't load up, and that's why he was able to hit him the way he was hitting him. I mean, he overwhelmed him with those shots. The best punch of the fight was when he hit him after the bell. He didn't really nah, take nah. me like I that. think you need to watch that fight again then because, I mean, I mean, I mean he, was, he was hitting Rigging out clean. He was hitting Rigging out clean sometimes. <laughs> I, I'm telling you, he was hitting them clean sometimes. I'm telling you, he was. He just wasn't loading up because that's what you got to do against a defender. It's like you're fighting Floyd. You come out and loading up, throwing haymaker bombs, you're going to miss. And Floyd pop shot you all night. And Reagan is the same way. You don't load up against a against a defender like that. You just don't load up. That's the way you're going to – I mean, that's the way not to fight. Yeah, and Lomachenko, he fought the smart the fight. Is nice, too. Yeah, the hammer system yeah, is nice, true. too. He looks like a – But see, uh, I don't mind like that. A, I don't mind that because Reagan kept McGregor ducking his head low. I don't mind that because Rigginock kept ducking his head low, and that was on him. It's like when guys turn their back and they get hit in the back of the head. I don't blame them because motherfuckers turn their back. So what you turn your back for? You know what I'm saying? It's like fucking uh, uh, Victor Ortiz dropping his guards and shit, and Floyd clocked him. That's your bad. You know what I'm saying? And Rigginock kept ducking his head, getting low, and he was fighting dirty and shit. 
I mean, he had no answers for Lomachenko. He says, what is I'm not, I'm not buying the whole fix thing. I mean, even if Rigondeaux was in the prime of his career, prime for prime, I still think it would have been the same fight because I, I just felt like Lomachenko's style was more superior. I really felt that. I really, really, truly felt that. It was, it was just more superior than Rigondeaux. Rigondeaux had no answers. It's just what it is. You know what I'm saying? And, like, you know what I'm saying? I mean, the guy is, is extremely skilled, but we never saw him in a fight. We had to dig down and, and actually show his heart. And, and sometimes when guys got to show their heart, as much skill as they got. But that's bullshit. You know that's bullshit. What? Our kids bullshit? Already, we've already seen him get off the – we've seen him get off the canvas. We've yeah, against a guy that. who was just there to be hit. Against a guy who was just there to be hit at will. Yeah. But no, but but a guy that was actually hitting him, like we could say that he got hurt. Like I watched the well, fight. Well, man, was hitting him as well. It. He just wasn't low. He just wasn't loading up too much. And those were heavy-handed thudding shots that were landed. It wasn't anything with pop, as far as serious power, but they were thudding shots that were landed. If you watched, I'm telling you, I see him now. Head stand back a few times. I really, I've really seen it. I don't know what fight y'all was watching, but I seen some fights. Uh, there was some times where his heads were snapping back. And the guy had no answer. He was overwhelmed. This is what it is. He was overwhelmed with the power. He was just overwhelmed with the style. And style for style, I think Lomachenko is just more superior. But, see, I want to see Rigondeau. I'm sorry, sorry. And now it's Lomachenko to change that for Rigondeau took. I want to see him go up to 135 and fight Mikey Garcia. And fight because in order for him to have a real grueling match, he has to put himself at disadvantage. He has to fight someone who's bigger, stronger than he is. You know what I'm saying? Who has physical advantages? And Mikey Garcia is that guy. And fundamentals wise, I think Mikey Garcia has better fundamentals. I mean, the guy never drops his guards. If you watch at, the, at every punch he throws, his guards are always up. It's just always there. It's always there to block immediately afterwards. You know what I'm saying? I think that would be the hell of a fight. I think that fight could get pushed pay-per-view, honestly, because Mikey Garcia has a Mexican population. And the way they're pushing Lomachenko right now, I think it, I think it's going to be pay-per-view. And, I, and I'll definitely go to that fight. I would love to see that fight at 135 or 140, whatever oh, Mikey Garcia chooses to stay at or whatever. But I would love to see it. But at 130, there's no one there yeah. for him. He has to push up at, at a disadvantage. And that disadvantage would be going up and wait, fighting a guy bigger or stronger than you are. That's just where his uh, biggest test is at. You know, what I mean, it's just not at one thirty-five. Oh, at one thirty, I don't see anybody there doing anything to him. No, definitely, definitely. You know, uh, moving forward, it's going to be interesting. Interesting to see where it goes. I, I mean, yeah, I would love the Mikey Garcia fight. That probably be the first time in a career I ever go for Mikey Garcia. I would uh, uh, like to see him get in there with him, but who knows what he's doing? He's uh, jumping around from weight right now. See how it goes. A lot of people talking about. Lomachenko possibly being number one pound for pound right now. How are you feeling about that part of the deal when it comes to Lomachenko or Nomachenko, Janelle? I mean, it's kind of tough for him over Crawford. I mean, it's just so tough. I mean, I mean, I don't know. It's tough. It's tough to put him over Crawford because Crawford has been, I mean, he's been dominating divisions as well. I mean, he has way more uh, win streaks of fights uh, under his belt. Uh, I don't know. It's a toss-up, man. I, mean, I don't dispute anybody who put Lomachenko number one. I won't even argue. I won't even argue. You know what I mean? Uh, I'm after what happened last night and Walters and Gary Russell Jr., 
I mean, he's on a nine-fight win streak as it is. I mean, I, I mean, I won't argue anybody that puts him above Crawford, but I got, I probably have Crawford number one. But anybody argues, I'm not, I'm not debating. No rebuttals for me. Janelle, wow, hey, I want to tell you this. Wow, I want to, I want to tell you this, Janelle. I could see you could be exactly right. You know what I'm saying? I will. You, you know, you've been fighting longer. Uh, you've been fighting. You're fighting now. Maybe you see something that I don't see. And maybe, and, and like I said before, it will all come to the wash. Maybe he is that good. But if he's but that people good. people the gun, though, because some people are saying about how he's the best ever. Now, that's Joe from the gun right there. A lot of people today on Facebook went about Janelle. how he, he has the best footwork <laughs> ever and he's the drink. best ever. And that's going overboard. Yeah, I can under, hey, that, but, but, the what you're telling me, the way you're talking about it, the way you're saying that he shut down a world-class fighter, didn't even have to put in any work, and made the fool quit. That's TBE-type material. I mean, that means he's on his way. I mean, yeah, but the guy who two division past the prime of his career, I mean, I mean, I mean, Rigging out had no, hey. I mean, Rigging out a power was nothing for Lomachenko, so it's like, hey, man. I mean, I, no I mean, I won't put him out there by how he's the best ever. Uh, some people saying about how he's even better than Sugar Ray Leonard and la la. I, I mean, I, I'm not, I'm not jumping that gun. I'm sorry, I'm not going We're that not route. Not there yet. I can't. Yeah, not yet. He's not there, but, but who knows if he can be there? It's about longevity. Yeah. I mean, no one really knows how yeah, great you are until you, until you have like a real grueling fight and you show your wit, and you show you, and show your grit. And then you see your greatest. It's like with Ali. Ali, everybody knew Ali was great, but until he had that fight, the, 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 uh, all the fights with Frazier and the fights with Foreman and the fights with those uh, uh, fucking Norton, I mean, this is when he started saying the guy was really, really great. I mean, anybody can have great skills, but boxing is more than just having great skills because the great skill, the more skillful guy doesn't always win. And so you got to show that grit and that determination and, and that longevity. And that's when you could start comparing them to the all-time greats. You know what I'm saying? So, so, so it's, a, it's just too soon for me. I'm sorry. No, for sure. For sure. No, I, I see you on that, Janelle. And uh, stick with us, bro. We got uh, uh, Ortiz Water coming up and all that shit that happened. I'm sure you've checked out that. But uh, we want to just get one more caller on the line uh, that's been waiting with us. So, uh, Willa, let's go to the next guy and see what they got to say. Because, you know, uh, I feel like he got briefcases. You feel like he bet on himself. Janelle feels like it was legit. So let's see what another caller got to talk about. Hey, we got the three one zero. You're outside of the boxing podcast. What's popping? Hey, what's good, y'all? What's happening tonight? Uh, thank y'all for uh, getting on, man. It's JP. Um, shit. Yeah, yeah. JP, what's good, man? Finally, good to hear from you, bro. How you doing out there, man? Man, I'm good, RC. I'm good, man. Good to be on. Uh, finally able to bring it together here, but um. <clears throat> I yes, just, sir. you yes, know, I, 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 can't, I can't figure out why anyone picked Rigo. If, if either of y'all picked Rigo, can y'all give me that logical reason? Hey, I picked um, Rigo no. now. The only mm-hmm. I did, and, and, and logically, no. <laughs> You know, you know, just keep it real. You know what he oh, had. Well. He, I thought he had well, the skill. I, you know, I had. I thought he had the skill. He had the reach. 
and I thought he can do something, you know. So I, so I picked him. But all the checks go for Lomachenko. You know, all the checks Every go for Lomachenko. All the checks go for Lomachenko, and they actually by far. I think whatever this um, – whatever this – Gumption that like Rego fans had And I'm a Rego fan But I just was like I just can't see Tactically how he beats this guy And then it was even worse man Now you know we look at some of the disadvantages <clears throat> For one we all know Being 37 years old At that weight class Rego's re- really like a 122 pound guy At that weight class That's about like, that's about like being 50 At a like light heavyweight Or something like that you know, you, you have to have the ability to move. And that's what we ultimately seen. And Rigo was, like, literally sitting there with his feet in cement, not like Canelo bobbing and weaving at the waist, but literally <laughs> leaning, just leaning backward, not weaving, not nothing, feet still, just leaning. And a guy, and you're facing the guy with maybe the best feet all time in boxing. Who knows? It looks like it possibly at this point. Right. And right. you're just gonna sit there and, and you're gonna sit there and lean like it's the fucking Matrix or some shit. Man, come on, bro. You know, and, and it just was. Who was that guy last night? I, I don't know, man. But I, I, I partially see, hey, feel it's hey, our JP. Hey, JP. There was times. Yeah. When Lomachenko tried to get around on uh, on on Rigondeaux, which is that's his thing, like he the new thing is to try to like get around to your guys back to the guy's backside. That's what he that's his thing. And Rigo was there with the speed, the foot speed to get it done to, to square back up with him. Uh, I mean, if you watch it, man. I, no, but I, no, it was it was it wasn't a, it wasn't every time. It was a few times, and it was early. Right, so maybe he just well, did well, fade away. Yeah. No, JP, check it. But it uh, seemed like round, at the beginning uh, he was quick with them. It was, yeah, yeah, I gave the first round to Rigo. Uh, I thought that uh, Rigo had him on. He was walking him down for a good portion of the beginning of the fight, the first 130. And then, you know, he landed a couple shots towards the end. But I think I gave the first round to Rigo. And after that, it was all on Machenko. I figured after the first round, the way it looked, I thought that he could keep that moving forward. So, uh, But it didn't work out that way. Yeah, man, and it just looked like basic novice guys like us who follow the sports clearly understand if a dude is just going to lean, we'll double up the fucking jab then because he's not like, you know, it's the Adrian Broner thing. That's essentially what um, <clears throat> Regendahl did last night. You know, if you, if you know a guy just going to show up, well, fuck it, just keep putting hands on them. You know, it don't matter if they hard blows, just, just keep touching them and over time. He'd be tired of it, um, but I, I partially feel like it's it's our fault as fans, you know. And I, I think the first time I talked to y'all, I said, "Man, are we sure we we putting it out there as this Loma's val- validation fight? Are we sure we want to do that? Because damn, we got a 37 year old dude coming up two weight classes, and this this the fight we gonna say, yep, he he fully legit now, you know, he the man." He he got the number one spot off of this, and that's what kind of you know 
rubs me the wrong way because I didn't want this to be his validation fight, but it just wasn't enough of guys like me. There's too many fools out there all out on, oh, yeah, now I, I dare you to fight Regan Dow. Yeah. And then didn't they let your ass bite for it. And, you yeah. know, <clears throat> and this is what this is what happens. But um, Lomachenko was, reminds me a lot of Calzaghi. It's funny, Janelle mentioned uh, Calzaghi in some way or another in his call. Um, he reminds me a lot of him, man. Um, and Calzaghi dominated some damn good fighters in his time, you know, made some really good fighters look really bad. And just based off the, the simple foundation of if I keep moving and keep hands in your face and you lock up, you don't punch, that means I'm hitting you and you're not, ultimately. You know what I mean? So, But <clears throat> I just felt like Lomachenko, I, I did like his temperament, though. I like how he came out and said, I'm going to show you you a little dude, and I'm going to just bully your little ass around, and I'm going to just let you know early you ain't going to hold me, and I'm going to punch your little ass after the bell, and I'm going to make you feel small and old. And that's what he did, man. Man, good point. He really did. He he let him know. That's what I was giving him credit for, his uh, defense for when Rigo was going to hold was going to be something that he let Rigo know that Rigo did not want to do. Hey, 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 guys. I'm going to put my head in your chest, all that. Hey. Yes. He showed – this is another thing that I saw that proves to me that he he isn't that strong. You know, people are saying he showed power and strength. When Rigondeaux was holding him, he held him, and and he didn't let go. He was trying to snake out of that. Not too many times was he pushing off, pushing off of uh, Rigo and, 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 you know, the smaller guy and not getting held. He was getting held a, whole, a lot. And, and Rigo was locking. And it was sort of – so when y'all uh, – everybody's still talking about this strength and this power. Janelle mentioned the power and that he got some good shots. I didn't see it. Calzaghi had a little pop. This guy wasn't doing nothing last night. I don't think Rigondeaux came to fight. Well, well, I'll say this, and I want to touch on Rigondeaux coming to fight also. <clears throat> I'll say this. Uh, it, it didn't look like Lomachenko was loading up at all. It looked like they had a clear game plan. It looked like they knew this dude don't do nothing but lean at the waist and it's simply how we combat that is doubling <laughs> up on the jab. We'll, we'll fucking keep putting hands on him, and we'll just keep hands on him. And he's a fucking – he's the most standstill little dude I've ever seen in my life. Never seen nothing like it. And I don't even know – you know, we missed a bunch of his career due to whatever legislation goes into these foreign motherfuckers being able to come across. But the shitload of his career, I highly doubt when uh, Regan Dow – was fucking 25, he was standing there literally moving in a, a circle three by three radius all goddamn night. I don't know, man. George Foreman had more lateral, George Foreman in his second comeback had more lateral movement than that motherfucker, man. But um, <clears throat> I, I like to touch on uh, Regan Dow coming to fight, man. Um, <clears throat> Nicholas Walters and Regan Dow, both uh, formerly associated with Top Rank. Both look like they, because we know Regal took this shit with no Vaseline as far as having to come up to weight classes. Like, they didn't bend on the weight at all. Like, nah, my nigga, you want this, you come up two classes. Uh, matter of fact, you take and a third of. Say it again. 
Yeah, and I said and he had to give and up. And he was going to lose his belt for moving up. They didn't do that same shit for uh, Kel Brook moving up to fight Triple G. So you just know that's why I say a lot of the true boxing yeah, heads he were does. pulling for Rigo because we knew about the oppression he was facing with all the shit he was doing. What is that? But, I mean, losing his belt when he's not even defending it. Like we already know what time he has it is no when belt. it comes to Rigo. Yeah, they did him good. They knew what time it was. Look, gave the nigga a third of the money, uh, made him come up two weight classes. So, and and then the same and <clears throat> same goes for um, Nicholas Walters. Like he after the fight, his attitude afterward seemed to be the same as Regendahl in the sense of, um, you know, y'all kind of did me wrong. So, at the first sign of adversity, baby, at the first welt, at the first sign of swelling, I get on my face. I'm gonna check out. Because simply, y'all gave yep. me, Nicholas Walters was like, yo, y'all had me out the ring two years, then you want to bring me back for this? Nah, bro, I'm going to take this little check, first of all, this little check you're giving me, and then I'm going to check out at the first sign of swelling on my face and take my check, because y'all didn't did me wrong, and you're not paying me enough to even go in like that. And that's what it kind of looked like to me in the case of those two guys, if you ask me. Uh, just somewhat, man, and that's just theorizing a bit. Of course, of course. So is it crazy no, to you? Is it crazy to you to think that Rickendale took that 400K, probably 150,000, which he was going to actually see? Um, so he put that 400K on the sixth round knockout. Is that insane? Oh, shit. Oh, my goodness. That's that last I mean, payday. They done the man's career. Last year round. Yeah, they done took your belt. They done, they done sent you to the slaughterhouse. They done took your belts for 400K. And for the whole time, his tweets were, I'm fighting top rank and Lomachenko. This is for the people. This is, uh, you know, all that bullshit, which, he, you know, he, he is a hoe. At the end of the day, he is a hoe-ass nigga. For quitting like a bitch, but 400k for the six round knockout that might get you. I don't know, three to five million. I don't know. Well, I mean that's a stretch, but I mean I I, I will play it's a stretch, some devil's but it's advocate. Boxing. True, and I will play some devil's advocate as far as with the uh, sentiment of him being a bitch. Now, <clears throat> of course, in boxing, there's no quitting. But I'll say this, man. It, it's business, bro. We all know that. Sometimes we, I, I find it hard for boxing fans, us, we, to separate fucking reality, which is business, money, your family, um, you know, them bills you got to pay, that real shit, and we be still talking about this gladiator guts and glory shit. You know what I mean? And so I like to, like, actually keep it 100 and be like, you know, regal-like dog. I mean, it didn't seem to me that Rigo had no fucking game plan, like none. He was just in there, like, and I, I don't, and I question, does did he even think he could win? I mean, but I don't know, man. And I just think he came and got his check. I don't think we'll ever see him again. I think he knew that because what's he gonna do? Start from the bottom again and go beat up some bums for what seventy five k? I mean, he's fucking forty. You know what I mean? So I, I, I don't know, man. I think this was his little cash out. He came there. He didn't plan to 
to go all in like that because he knew it was a bullshit. He knew he was big down with the dude. And Lomachenko looked every bit of 145 pounds in the ring, 147 at least, you know what I mean? Huge, you know? Oh, yeah. and, uh, hey, yeah, when, I say, when I say bitch, when I say bitch, I am, that's in the whole stance of the fan. Like, I... I'm the one that thinks he's trying to do, he, he tried to take advantage of this for probably his family and for the rest of his for the rest of his life since he knows it's over. Just like Walters had, just like R.C. said, Walter, we ain't seen Walters. Walters took pennies and we ain't seen him for two years. So did he really take pennies? Who knows? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So you know. So when I, there is the business, I'm not talking about as far as business and doing your thing. I'm just talking about as far as guys like me that wanted to see him go in there and do some work, and he went out like that. You know what I'm saying? So that's just as far as the fan. I'm not talking about personally. I'm not talking about, as a, you know, his career. I ain't talking about, you know, because he, like you said, we've seen him get off the floor before. We've seen him put in work. He just went out. He might have sold us out. That's how I feel, and that's a bitch move. He might not be a bitch, but he, he went out like a bitch. We'll say it like that. I can't even Definitely. be mad at you. Hey, but let me do Definitely. one more thing before I go, y'all. One more thing. Um, fucking uh, Lomachenko, man, now. <clears throat> if I, I'm going to throw this out there because this is Outsiders Podcast. You know, this is Outsiders Boxing. So I feel like this is a format where I can go here. You know what I mean? Lomachenko yes, is every bit of, Lomachenko is every bit of flashy and every bit of arrogant is – is anybody, but you know, and and then he his his sportsmanship after the fight completely dismissive of Rigo, nothing for him, you know, like oh uh, yeah I didn't learn anything he was a piece of shit basically. <clears throat> I I, I, I bet to yeah, 100%. you know I I beg to ask if this was a young flashy black dude with these same antics, you know, but it seems to be like when they do it it's like a badass, but when we do the shit. Oh, it's distasteful, you disrespectful, ungrateful son of a bitch. You know, this is why, you know, don't let your kids watch. You know what I mean? And, you know, I'm going to just throw that out there, man. I hate to go there and shit all the time, but, you know, that motherfucker uh, kind of, I, I, he rubbed me the wrong way with his antics and shit. Oh, no. No, 100%, man. It, you know, it, it, it's outsiders. We we, we get uh, inbounds and outbounds when need be. And, you know, it, I feel where you're coming from 100%, especially for – you know, talking about the color of it all. You know, the 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 fans of Lomachenko are happy to see Lomachenko. It's been a tough year for those guys, you know. Um, Kovalev got taken out, you know, he quit against Andre Ward, Triple G. He got his ribs barbecued, broken up by Danny Jacobs. The UK has been getting dominated this year after last year having such a big year. You know, minus Joshua. He's still doing good. But um, yeah, so they, yeah. They're, they're real happy to have a guy like Lomachenko come in and he can get away with all these little tactics and punching a guy after the bell with a smile on his face and not getting the point deducted or anything like that. If it was somebody like an Adrian Broner throwing a punch after the bell like that, 100% he's getting the point taken from him or anything like that. But Lomachenko is what looks to be the next, the, the, the new Triple G. You know, everybody thought that Triple G was this and that, which he still is a pretty damn good fighter, but you know, he uh, didn't do what everybody thought he was going to do against Danny Jacobs, and he didn't finish Canelo like everybody thought he would finish Canelo. 
Uh, his uh, work rate has decreased drastically this year. And it's not to say that it's hitting the panic button on the Triple G because I still think that Gennady Golovkin won the fight against Canelo Alvarez in September. But when it comes down to it, they need a they need a they need a unicorn, and it feels like Vasyl Lomachenko, you know, he lives in the matrix, as the fans say, and all this stuff like that. Uh, he's a, a guy that they're they're hitching their wagons to uh, on. So uh, you know, he's he's Manny Pacquiao uh, boosted up because he does have an L in his record to Orlando Salido, the guy who retired last night, ladies and gentlemen. That you want to can just put this guy on a pedestal up, but let, let's forget about that. So he's already got an L on his record, so he's not one of these mystical fighters with the O that's got to go. But Vasala Machenko is a guy that they definitely put a rocket on him, and they're seeing how high he can take this top-ranked banner because, let's face it, HBO is not in the greatest position right now when it comes to fighters that they have in their establishment, and they're stable. Uh, you know, they are second tier to Showtime Boxing. Lucky for them, Golden Boy Boxing is still out there. They're, they're below them also, even though they do have a cash cow like Canelo. That's fading. It'll fade soon enough. But, yo, uh, it's been a tough year for these guys. So Lomachenko is the new guy, <laughs> you know. he's uh, His cachet is going to move forward. It's going to go upwards moving forward 100%. But um, we also wanted to get to the fact that there was a heavyweight fight on a Friday night over PBC out in Miami. Your boy, Willa, Luis Ortiz. The man they call King Kong was in there with. You can call it opposition if you want. But a uh, 6'7 guy looking like they're getting ready for the frame size of Deontay Wilder moving forward. Deontay's been on record, as I mentioned before, about being on uh, other podcasts and radio shows talking about he didn't care if Larissa Ortiz was on steroids or any sort of performance-enhancing drug, that he still would fight him and give him that work. That was all something like, ah, he's just talking out his ass. But yesterday he was actually in the building, posted it, let him know he was showing up, and he attended ringside, of course, Deontay Wilder, WBC heavyweight champion of the world, a man you can't miss. So he was on screen for a good portion of the time, commentating during the fight. Luis Ortiz, you know, he sees the two most ugly jab attempts I've ever seen in my life, and he uh, finished his homeboy off with a counter left straight. Go straight to Deontay Wilder. They have a confrontation, and it seems like it was a fight that was being promoted because nobody really paid attention to that fight. It wasn't the main event. It was the co-feature, and it had a lot of airtime with Deontay Wilder interview previous before the fight. As soon as they were in afterwards, the, the, the talking that they've had probably lasted longer than the fight itself. But it looks like Deontay Wilder and Luis Ortiz We'll get it on because Anthony Joshua was talking about, well, we'll see how it goes. Hold off on it for a little bit. No no rush to make the fight in early 2018. He's probably thinking, as he mentioned before, he mentioned, you know, 2019. So uh, Deontay Wilder not going to wait around for nobody. A man that attempted to give the fans what they wanted, a fight with the dark horse of the heavyweight division, Luis King Kong Ortiz, and it looks like he's going back to that. Well, I was shocked to see this whole thing turn out the way it turned out. I didn't think that Wilder was actually going to attempt to do that. But him being in the building and making that announcement, saying he is a man of his word and Luis Ortiz, stay by your phone. Do you think that was all smoke and mirrors? 
or this fight's actually going down, and we're going to see it happen in early 2018. Oh, man. Like, uh, like Deontay stumbled through last night, he is a man of his word. Uh, he does what he, <laughs> he says. He did stumble. <laughs> and he says what he does. He always does. He's just a country guy. That's why I love him, man. I know guys like that. Country guy, uh, you know, and the strongest. And, yeah. <laughs> I think this is definitely gonna happen. Um, he's giving he's giving your guy a second chance, just because there's nobody else out there, and he's tired of people saying that he's not out there fighting. He's fighting bums, so he's out here definitely trying to fight the best guys. And if he can't fight, if he can't fight Joshua, Klitschko's retired. Uh, Parker doesn't want any. And Fury is his boy, and he ain't, he's fat. So who's next is Ortiz. So he's going to bless your boy again. And, uh, you know, look for another dive. Because as we saw on Saturday, these Cuban guys are, are worse than UK brothers, though. So look for some kind of dive, some kind of toe, some kind of excuse. Yeah, some kind of excuse from – from Ortiz when he gets knocked out uh, early next year. God damn, you got me worrying about the next time I see Eric Lanny Law fight, if I'm going to bet on him to win or if I'm going to bet on a homeboy to take a dive. I don't know, Willa. You already know how the U.K. fans on the Facebook group are. They be going at you hard, bro. So, um, like I said to my Cubans earlier, translated towards English now. I'm sorry to all my Cubanos, but I don't sign with what Willa's saying about them being soft. I just think it was a bad instance and, you know, something like that is going to happen. I don't think it's going to happen with Luis King Kong Ortiz. Uh, we'll save predictions for when the time is being, but we all know how that goes. But uh, as far as the fight goes in itself, Willa, we obviously knew that it was it was King Kong in there with, a, um, you know, a, a punching bag. Um, uh, the guy was just – you've never seen him in your life. Yeah, to see him be in a ring with King Kong Ortiz, and I think that he's got a chance to fight when, you know, there was really the whole ordeal with Ortiz and Wilder fighting, and then the uh, King Kong fight just kind of came out of nowhere early in the week, saying it was going to be on Friday. So, uh, you know, Lee Ortiz saying that he's ready for Deontay Wilder, and uh, both guys really didn't have any sort of... He said, I'm ready. I'm ready. And then he's ready. Watch more impressive, hurt. bro. What, what, what knockout was more impressive? Deontay Wilder's World Star knockout or Luis Ortiz counterpunch knockout? What was more impressive to you, Willa? Oh, yeah, the Wilder. I mean, what's name got him pretty nicely. He dropped him. But, uh, yeah, Wilder's dropping bombs. You know, Ortiz is in there. I, that guy might have took a dive. Like you said, they – they put they promoted this they that uh they let us know late in the uh, or early last week that it was coming up on Friday. They popped it out there. Wilder's there. It was just the whole you know this this fight the contract's probably already been signed with this fight and this was just a little promotion, <laughs> you know. So uh, just but you know be on the lookout. Just be on the lookout for a toe injury, um, uh, you know who knows. Whatever they can outdo, he's gonna try to outdo oh, the UK. But I can see that happening, man, for sure, for sure. And I can see, we and still I can got, see, 
I, I see ETF taking you off his friends list after that. After that, but <laughs> what's up, Willow? We still got uh, a whole lot of shit to cover, but we we got uh, Janelle on the line uh, that want to cover about the shit or what we got going on. Yeah, I think uh, let's we'll see if that boy Janelle's there. Yo, you hear him? He's playing dominoes or something. It sound like. Well, hey, I up? hope you ain't losing. Man. I hope you ain't losing too nah, much. Man. But um, yo, we talking about uh, we talking about the uh, Luis Ortiz fight that happened with the whole Deontay Wilder follow up after that. Yo, do you think that Deontay Wilder is really going through with this? Uh, and and uh, not only that, but what did you think about the performance of Luis Ortiz and what's going on forward with these two heavyweights? I think they're building the fight up. And they have, to, I think they're gonna build this fight. It's gonna happen first, and then the winner of this is gonna fight Joshua, probably in the UK. I'm quite sure this. I think both guys actually want it. I think Wilder's gonna be too. Um, he's gonna be too athletic for him. I mean, he throws some wild shots, awkward angles, and they got some power behind him. I can see him knocking Ortiz out, honestly. I mean, Wilder. I mean, he's. I mean, he's sloppy at times, but at, at times it's to his benefit. It's like how my yoga was against Vernon Forrest, for instance. You know what I'm saying? Vernon Forrest, who tamed Shane Mosley with a jab, but then he fought the most sloppiest puncher in the sport, and that guy knocked him out in the second round. You know what I mean? Yeah, you know I mean, so it's like I can really see Wilder putting Ortiz away. I'm just going to get built up. I'm quite sure it's going to happen like, like about a summertime. And uh, they're going to build it up right. And and that whole fiasco after the fight, it was just all the build up. I'm quite sure it was all premeditated. You know what I mean? It was all premeditated. I'm sure of it. And uh, I think it's good for that yeah. division. Every okay. division got a few good fights out there. Impressive. What knockout was more huh? impressive? Deontay, what, what knockout was more impressive? Deontay Wilder's world star bully beatdown on Severn's bummy ass or Luis Ortiz's counterpunch off the worst two jabs I've seen in my life? Well, who's coming off? I guess it was the Wilder. It was, it was the Wilder knockout. Not mad at that. That was pretty mean. It was mean. <laughs> but, uh, you know, uh, definitely moving into this fight as if, uh, if, if let's just say if Joshua was going to come off uh, his last performance and get into the ring with Deontay Wilder, I was just speaking on who's coming off a, a higher note. You know what I mean? Because uh, Anthony Joshua's last knockout, or I don't even want to call it a knockout, the stoppage that they had in the TKO, which was in the 11th, I believe, uh, it wasn't that impressive, and he didn't really, you know, he didn't really do what people thought AJ should do at that time. So uh, that's where I'm just going with that with uh, Luis Ortiz and Deontay Wilder. I'm glad it's building up because I was one of the guys that definitely didn't think that the AJ Wilder fight was going to happen as soon as people, some people thought it was. I knew it was going to take time. And um, hey. uh, a lot of cooks been in the kitchen. So they've been, they've been doing this recipe for a long time. Hey, or now, we, we've got to keep it real. Ortiz, I mean, uh, Wilder's uh, showcase knockout, and even uh, Anthony Joshua's uh, save knockout was more impressive than Ortiz because those guys were headlining the show. (laughs) (laughs) They weren't weren't on at 6 o'clock on Friday. You know what I'm saying? These guys were all prime time. So, you know, Ortiz, nobody really cares about this guy except URC and, and his Cuban fans. And he's probably going to get knocked out. Another Cuban's going down, disrespecting the game of boxing. Just how it's going to happen, man. 
And this is your guy, RT. I don't know why you're not hype, keeping, uh, you know, as hype on them as you usually are. Well, I mean, this is I your guy. You, you introduced him to us. Yeah. yeah, I already told you guys about Lace RT. So the way that shit happened, I wasn't surprised at all. There was a dead man walking in that ring with Luis Ortiz, and he already <laughs> knew he had a toe tag ready for him. So there was nothing to get hype about. That dude. He didn't even shake or nothing. Uh uh-uh. Yeah, he didn't and even I, shake he when he was on the ground. Anything. Yeah, come on, man. That was a weak <laughs> knockout. Really. He, yo, as big as that dude is, it's funny to me when I see big dudes like that. You see uh, 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 linemen in the NFL when there's a fumble. How clumsy big dudes can be when they fall down. It's just like he just looked so clumsy. He looked like uh, you know, it's like when you tip a couch over or something like that. The way he went down, he took himself a mean left hook to the chin. And or not a hurry, a left straight to the chin, and that was it. It was like that. That dude ain't never felt nothing he, like he that. He probably and found out about the fight on Tuesday. Yeah, he probably did. He didn't look like he needed yeah. to get in any kind like of shape. <laughs> you know, he had he had the same hair on his stomach and chest that Kevin Durant has on his top, like all over. <laughs> so that yeah. dude was nobody really, and uh, he got he, he got that work easily. Luis Ortiz, he did that. But, um, yo, since we know what time it is with that shit, look, I know you're talking about Cubans, Willa, that are being weak all of a sudden, and I know ETF's going to get in. He's going to come on here and get on you with that one one of these days. Uh, but, yo, a UK brother, your man, Willa, James DeGale, oh, man. I don't know if you heard about what happened to him because he was also fighting, well, not on Friday, but he was fighting on an early tip. Man, James DeGale was in the ring and uh, – he went to that one place that uh, that uh, uh, D from the A43 likes to call it, uh, Bobblehead City, I believe. Man, they try to they try, they try to rob old boy over there because when I was watching the fight, it looked like a clear cut L for James Miguel. Um and you know that type of shit's gonna happen, obviously. But man, the way he went out. I was surprised, you know. James Gale's always been a guy that I would want to see uh, eat some of his words sometimes because the guy likes to run his mouth, and and uh, he's just one of those kind of guys that you either love or you hate. They definitely had a lot of love for him in the building, a lot of people chanting his nickname and all that. Strap is on the line. He is talking about fighting the winner of the Super Six. Looking forward to Chris Eubank Jr., things like that. Looking past his opponent. And, you know, sometimes when that happens, what else happens? The unexpected. The dude got into a fight, which he did not expect. Did not expect a, a dog fight. Did not expect, you know, Truax to get in there and give him what he really did. That fifth round was really ugly. I was really surprised to see James Miguel get out that fifth round the way he was taking multiple shots to the head. He ate two vicious uppercuts, and then there was some follow-up behind it. You know, James Miguel really took a beating. There was no snap behind his punches. People want to say a lot of things about inactivity. That's a possibility. It always is. But, um, you know, James Miguel, he was one of those guys that, he did have toughness, and when it was in fights where it looked like he might have been fading, he ended up turning it around at some point or another in the fight, and you just did not see that coming forward. Um, you know, 
it was it just didn't work out that way. Uh, uh, and James Miguel, unfortunately, is on the end of another UK brother down. And hey, Willow, I don't know if you caught that one on the early Saturday tip, but James Miguel, uh, a man that you're probably upset betting something that you thought was money in the bank if you took your money to the bodega or if you took it out to Vegas or, you know, other places where you could get your money up, myboogie.com and such. Did you hear about that fight? Did you see it? What's moving forward to James Miguel? Because he was looking forward to the bigger picture, but now it's looking like he's going to have to look forward to building his way back up. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I also caught uh, caught that on the plane. Um, yeah, it's we saw Miguel look real weak and uh, get the uh, BS win against my guy, uh, Badu Jack. Um, Gill, I don't know. Looks like he's getting old real quick. Uh, his style, he doesn't have that much power. So, you know, a true uh, African-American guy just got out there, came out there representing America, and whooped his ass. And that's, you know, they tried to cheat him, but they couldn't. Badu Jack, I think, gave him a, took a, took a lot out of him. Um, Caleb Truax. Who knows? Yeah, yeah. Who 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 knows? No, yeah, no. I'm saying Badu Jack took a lot of out of uh, out of the gale that last fight. You know, he was whooping his ass too. But you know, he's got oh, a yeah, chin. For sure. That's one thing he. Yeah, that's one thing he does have. And you know, he sort of got. He's got heart. And you know, he just he just got his ass whooped. And that's just how it goes, man. Um, he gave up his uh, the IBF uh, belt, so yeah, I'm sure he's got enough cachet to get a you know to get he doesn't have to start from the bottom, you know what I'm saying? But I don't know, you know I don't know I don't know what's in store for Degale. I want to see more of him because we want to see more of his sister. Um, but what I didn't get to see the 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 broadcast, so I don't know if she was she was there. She was probably crying. Well, wanting somebody to hold her, and uh, you know, in another life I could have been <laughs> yeah. there for, her. but you know I wasn't, and I'm not. So um, you know I don't know. Ellen, 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 By the way, for anybody who's wondering who yeah. Will is talking about, uh, Ellen, yeah, I don't know what's Dave up for that guy. Another UK brother down, um, and it is what it is. Not it's nothing surprising <laughs> with these guys. They're dropping like flies, man. But Miguel is good. He was a good fighter. He is a good fighter. Hopefully, he can bounce back. And uh, but probably not. He took another ass whooping. That's back to back ass whoopers that he took. He didn't go out, but he took a lot of punishment. Yeah, and that fight with Badu Jack, he is famous for getting his teeth knocked out in that fight. So that's what uh, had to be a partial of that old you know, inactivity sequence of him not getting in the ring for so long. You know, uh, if someone busted chops up, you know, uh, you could get it fixed at the dentist, obviously, but uh, it's going to be sensitive for a while. So you could uh, give that little um, chestnut in his, his, his pot of being able for being uh, inactive for that certain time being. But, uh, you know, James Miguel, he was one of those guys who had an awkward style. It, and most most times than not, when you have a style that other people are not used to seeing, it's going to give people problems. And in my opinion, that's what James Miguel did. He gave people problems with his his awkwardness. It, it was almost like a, a old school type of boxing tactic uh, tac- t- tactic that he had. Hey. And um, 
Yo, Janelle, you all right over there, my man? I hope you can still hear us, man. I hope you're still with us. Uh, but uh, <laughs> the the James DeGale fight against Caleb Therese is what we're talking about. Uh, I don't know if you caught that fight, but um, I was on it early in the YouTube, and thank you to Showtime for putting that out there. And I was really surprised because the scoring, one judge actually had it a draw, believe it or not. Uh, the other judge, the other judge had it a uh, four rounds uh, off, and and I thought that was silly. Also, uh, they try to be somewhat impartial to it at all. But uh, I really thought that Caleb Trees took took over that fight. He he did what he needed to do, and uh, he really put a beating on James Miguel for the most part. Uh, James Miguel did have a couple sequences where he looked like uh, the vintage guy that would somewhat make a comeback, but it just didn't happen that way. Uh, Janelle, did you see that fight? And what do you think moving forward for James Miguel? Because he was looking for the bigger fights after this one against Caleb Sharif, but he's on the losing recipient end of it. So he might be looking to try and build himself back up. But um, Janelle, no. Uh, yeah, yeah he's gone. He's gone. Um, but it's all good, though. It's all good, though. We, we, we know what time it is. I was never the biggest fan of James Miguel, but, you know, a guy that – was able to win the way he was able to win. Got to give credit to it. So that's whatever, man. That's whatever. But uh, what about your boy Salito, Willow? I think Willow. Uh, uh, I think that uh, Bob Aram was saying if Salito had won his fight last night against uh, Miguel Roman, that he would have been lined up right away with Vasil Lomachenko for a rematch because we all know Salito gave him that work in the first fight. And uh, he's just been going about his business. Mexican OG, tough fighter. But he went in there last night with Miguel Roman, and he really got the fight beat out of him. He got the shit beat out of him. I know you said you uh, had a few drinks last night and all that, but, uh, I mean, man, nobody looked like they were on wobblier legs last night than Orlando Salido because he was just leaning on the ropes, getting ragdolled and trying to, you know, he gave his last two raw for a second playing with his poker face, but he got the shit beat out of him. Afterwards, you know, he looked like Martin when Martin was in that episode where he was boxing and got fucked up and he had that whole big old face on him afterwards. That's what Orlando Salido looked like afterwards. His face was lumped up. He got counter shot. He got out bullied in his bully matchup style that he likes to give dudes. And he ended up going out with his head in shame, doing the walk of shame, taking an L in a fight that he was also a big favorite in and expected to get a rematch with Vasil Lomachenko. But Orlando Salido, we already know what time it is with him. Uh, did you see that fight, Willa? What you feel about Orlando Salido walking out the game in shame? Hey, man, no, I did – that fight I did not I did not check out. Um, Salido is an old dude. He's a – you know, he's had – what is that? Sixty fights, almost. Damn, it's sixty fights. Sounds like it got it just all caught up with I him think last 50. night. Yeah, fit, no, he's forty-two and twelve. Yeah, so. Oh yeah, shit! That, yeah, yeah, fifty-eight and four. So he's sixty. I thought he had fourteen L's. That's crazy. No, all right. I yeah, mean, fourteen. My fault. What did I just say? He's forty-four or fourteen. So that's fifty-eight okay, yeah, plus another plus four draws. So he's 62, 62 bouts. It says sixty three in here. It says sixty three. Yeah, they probably didn't add that one. To... I don't know what the other did. That's a lot he of pipes. So it looked like he caught up with him. He's he been around 30. for a while, man. 
36, 37 years old. So, you know, yeah, he looks like it sounds like it caught up to him. Salido, um, we didn't really set him up. He doesn't really get the uh, the vintage uh, outside of his pod, pod, uh, podcast, um, you know, RIP segment. But he was a good fighter, man, and you know he was he did what he was supposed to do out there and throughout his career. Got some good wins, like you said, beat up Lomachenko in San Antonio from all the Mexican fans uh, for the WBO. Uh, <laughs> yep for the WBO belt, you know, had the WBC belt. So, you know, he did his job, man. So, shout out to Salido. He went out like, uh, you know, he did his thing. Definitely did his thing. Got to give him respect. Uh, you know, a whole lot of boxing, like you said, man, we had a jam-packed show today, like, for real. I mean, there's so much to talk about. Yeah, Christopher Diaz, who had, uh, you know, his W over Brian Cruz. Uh, Tevin Farmer being robbed. I mean, just uh, ugly ear injuries. You know, uh, Stephen Smith, that was the fighter's name, who had his ear gashed in the HBO fight. I mean, um, it it looks something else. So this is a crazy week of boxing, man. We had so much shit to cover. Uh, Michaela Meyer, my new favorite women's fighter, she got some easy work over a um, um, uh, another woman. I forget her name off the top of my head right now, but... um, Willa, I showed you the picture of her earlier. You knew who I was talking about. The woman is a part of the um, Boxing Justice League that took over Madison Square Garden with the whole young group of guys that's coming up. Obviously, Shakir Stevenson, who was on on display also, getting an early KO. But uh, Michaela Meyer, you talk a lot of mess about me talking about Christina Hammer. What you got to say about this one? Are you on board or are you off? And I know you have a certain, well, I would be, but blah, blah, blah. On or off, man? What side are you on a defense with this one? Hey, man, I didn't know about her. The only reason I knew about her is because you, cause I saw a post earlier with you. You had her on there. I just didn't say anything that time. But since you posted it again, you know, I checked her out. She isn't a bad-looking woman. She's just she's just bodiless, you know. Would I be? Probably, but that isn't saying a lot, you know. <laughs> That's not saying that much, you know. So I don't know what you see, but it is what it is. But, you know, we're not going to – she's not horrible. I have, I didn't watch her. Um, I don't know if you did. You probably didn't. Um, she's not really hype. I'm not – she's no Clarissa Shields, I don't think. So, you know, tell her to step her game up. We'll see what she can do. And uh, uh, we'll see what's up. <laughs> she isn't fine enough I'm to make me want to watch. She isn't fine enough yeah, to make me want to watch. Yet again, Willa, being tough on the ladies. You don't really like nobody. Uh, but if there was a uh, – nah, we'll leave that. But anyways – um, yeah, man, there's a whole lot of shit going on. You know, coming up towards the end of the year, I wanted to let the people know that we are, will be giving out awards, which will be coming up in the next two weeks, giving out Fighter of the Year, Comeback Fighter of the Year, Fight of the Year, Donkey of the Year, which will be the newest and stable to this one. I believe on the show we used to be at it before. They used to call it the uh, Fuckboy uh, uh, of the Year Award, something like that, but we're doing things different over here, so uh, I'm sure a lot of people are familiar with the 
how dumb people can be calling them donkeys. So we're going to have a donkey of the year coming up towards the end of this year or with uh, two shows coming from now. Man, it's been a crazy year this year in boxing. Um, some fights went the way we wanted them. Some fights happened the way we expected them to happen. And some fights, for the most part, had us with our hands above our head like the WrestleMania guy, one Undertaker lost, and just sheer confusion like last night was when Guillermo Rigondeaux did not want to come out of the corner. So it, it is what it is. Boxing never seems to amaze us hardcore fans that are somewhat, or not somewhat, but really used to this shit, because I feel like the casual fans feel like, oh, boxing's rigged anyway, for for the most part. And us hardcore fans, we realize that, yo, okay, you know, PBC, they gave their guy an L when the B-side showed up, and they've somewhat been consistent with not showing any sort of corruption uh, as far as judging goes here and there. They just keep you honest enough for when something like this happens. Uh, it's a part of the plan moving forward regardless, but um, I don't want to put too much stock into that because of the whole probability of it all says that Lomachenko might be this good. He might make guys with O's quit before they take any damage. I don't know. He may might, he might make guys say that, yo, all of a sudden this hurts. I can't fight no more. We'll see. He might be that good. But I'm just giving my take on it. And, um, you know, we've been chopping up a jam-packed show today. I'm glad to have people come on and give their perspective of it all. But, um, you know, uh, we will definitely want to get back to y'all. And uh, if, Willa, you got any final thoughts you want to get on, my advice to you, my man, is just stay warm out there because, uh, you know, out here where I'm at in Central California, we get to about 32 degrees out here at nighttime, maybe 30, 28 on a terrible one. And I can't stand this cold shit. And if there was any kind of snow that's going to be in my way, it would just make my day that much worse. So uh, stay warm out there, my man. But you got any final thoughts before we wrap this up? Uh, No. Oh, what I want to say is to the Lomachenko fans, um, I have no hate for Lomachenko. Uh, I want to see him do well in boxing. He got the win. And what I will say, as far as this fight, <laughs> Lomachenko, if, I mean, uh, Rigondeaux, if he thought he could have won that fight, I think he would have tried to win. So in no way am I saying Rigondeaux could have did anything to win the fight. You know what I'm saying? I'm not giving him any credit. But what I'm saying is I think he didn't come to fight. And maybe – Maybe the reason is because he knew he was going to lose. You know what I'm saying? So I'm not taking any. I, I'm not taking any credit against Lomachenko win, uh, win. He went in there. He dominated him. Um, who cares what the reason was? It was a good win, and I'll give him his credit for the win. And I will count that on his resume as a win, as a dominant performance. I don't take it away. It just wasn't. Because of Rigondeaux's BS in there, I can't put him at the number one spot as of now. That's it. There it is. There it is. I was going to say anything you want to take back to Glassy Cubans you said, but as I know, Willa holds no punches, and it is what it is, and no. it's going to be that way when it comes to my man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're, just be looking for Ortiz to be t- a toe a rib injury during the fight. He can't, he not, his <laughs> eye, really what he's going to do, his, his eyes going to be wide open, but he's going to say he can't see. I can't see. I can't see. We can see. 
something's going to happen. And, you know, Cubans are proving that they're heartless, man, in the boxing ring. I'm sorry. Sorry to call it that. There it is. No, we appreciate that, man. We expect that. Like, we hold no punches. If you feel a certain type of way, let us know how you're feeling. And we already know that's how you do, man. Same here. I don't really let nobody know any kind of fake shit. It's only one way we know how to do it over here at the Outsiders Boxing Podcast. No agenda, no script. Just me and Willis shooting the shit and letting how you guys know what it's supposed to be. Shoot from the hip, man. So uh, it was a crazy week, and I felt like it needed some of the justification of let's put these two and two together and figure out why we've seen a certain thing be a way that we really did not expect to go down. But when it comes to the sport in itself, things like that aren't too surprising when they do happen, if you put the pieces together and see what sort of reasoning will be behind it. But that's here nor there. That's just sometimes the way things be. But speaking for Willa and myself, Outsiders Boxing Podcast, everybody down south stay warm. Everybody on the left coast, take care of yourself if you're on the upwards. Um, And, yo, we will be back. We got a whole lot of shit to go down. And as always, man, outside of the boxing podcast here, so if you can't find one that's close and near to you, you know we're coming through Sundays, maybe Monday if it's a late one. But if not, we still got Willa holding it down on the Willa and Wilt show uh, Wednesday. And, man, that's, that's where it's at right there. So you get some of the uh, whole perspective of my man Willa and myself at times when it comes to all subjects of the world, not just boxing, which we bring you guys here every Sunday. So um, speaking for myself and Willa from Central California and San Joaquin Valley District all the way to Houston, Texas, hey, outside of boxing podcast, you know, we'll be back to you later than never. So take care. Have a good week, my man. And ladies out there listening to this show, Make sure you get your, your honey something nice for the holidays that's coming up where you can't wait too late getting your shit ordered online. So everybody take care, man. We'll be back to y'all next Sunday. We out.
sack of that crazy glue and told me to smoke it up slowly. Now on the second day of Christmas, my homeboy gave to me a fifth of hen dog and told me to take my mind off that weed. Now by the third day of Christmas, my big homeboy gave to me whole lot of everything and it wasn't up a game to me. Back then you woke up to the sound I saw mama kissing Santa made you reminisce on the old fashioned Christmas days. Yes, miss a fat man jolly with joy. Down your chimney with toys for little girls and boys. Pumped up, I jumped up before the sun peeked in and hoped to catch a Santa Claus creeping down my hall. Went to the window, put my eyes to the sky to see if I could see the sleigh that parlay and push the fat guy. I sigh, ain't no sign but everything under this tree in my house is mine, my bike that, and this plastic nine to do fine till next year come, I try to see the same thing, they got us brainwashed up, and when you find it ain't no Santa Christmas, still mean a lot, cause it's the time to get together and give all you got, you got food, good moods, and what's better than together with your people, swear wishes, give a toast by the tree, it's Merry Christmas. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Okay. Round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.